Lifespring 93, Mickey Mantle, A Donkey, and Grapes. <laughs> what could this one be about? Oh, you'll have fun. Me too. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hi, this is Steve Webb, and this is the LifeSpring... Well, this is LifeSpring. I was going to say the LifeSpring Weekend Music Show. I don't know why. It's Monday night, Tuesday morning, whatever you want to call it. Depends on where you're at. But we're going to have a good, good show today, packed with information. So let's get going. Hey, how was your Father's Day? Are you a dad? Did you have a good Father's Day? I had a great one. Uh, do you have a dad? I hope you had a good time with your dad. Family was here, as always. And uh, we just had a great time. If you want to go over to the Flickr site, you can see a picture of me and my three sons. It's not very often that we get to take a picture with all of us together. So you might want to go over there to the Flickr site. It's uh, flickr.com slash photos slash LifeSpring. Or just go to the LifeSpring show notes page at lifespringpodcast.com. And you'll see that there's a uh, link on one of the show notes pages to the Flickr site. When you go there, you'll also see another one of my... Father's Day gifts. I'm wearing a blue shirt that they got for me. So, nice shirt. Let's see, what else? Well, of course, I told you on the uh, music show, if you listen to that, that I got a couple of brand new monitors from my computer this last weekend. Went to the computer show, picked up a couple of 19-inch ViewSonic flat panel widescreen. Really nice. Those computer shows are great. If you have them in your area, you know them. You get some really killer deals. Now let's see what else is going on. Uh, the heat, the heat is back in Riverside, but that's to be expected in the summertime. Well, you know what? I'm going to play a song from an old friend of the podcast, a song by Ann Davis, and this is called "The Temple of Contradictions," and you'll find out why as we get going. Ann Davis. Nice to have her back on the show. Who's this with the temple of contradictions? No, that's not me. I never do that. Don't try to tell me differently. Don't make me face up to my hypocrisy. I've been spinning to the wind I've been chasing fire It's wandering heart of minds Traded integrity for compromise Hey God, can you help these concrete feet Walk away from temptation, Godspeed I'm weakening like the seams in my worn out faded jeans Hey God, can you come and clean up my insides I'm tired of whitewashing the outside Here's my unfed heart Bleeding down by sleeve Can you hear it beating out? Forgive me, forgive me Can you hear it beating out? Forgive me I'll say 
this person So when did my tongue become coated with white lies I say I'm a wholesome woman So how come I've been in the dark too much with this guy I feel like a basket that keeps trying to hold water I feel like a traitor Kisses his friend and turns him over Hey God, can you help these concrete feet Walk away from temptation, Godspeed I'm weakened in life, it seems in my worn out faded jeans Hey God, can you come and clean up my insides I'm tired of whitewashing the outside Here's my unveiled heart bleeding down my Can you hear it beating out? Forgive me, forgive me Can you hear it beating out? Forgive me Why do I do the things I Godspeed I'm weakened in like the seams in my worn out faded jeans Hey God, can you come and clean up my insides? I'm tired of whitewashing the outside Here's my unveiled heart bleeding down my sleeve Can you hear it beating out? Forgive me, forgive me Can you hear it beating out? Forgive me Ann Davis with Temple of Contradictions. Somebody said, excuse me, (laughs) somebody said, speak when you're angry and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. Going to be talking today about anger. It's a subject that I'm well acquainted with. Stay tuned. In his autobiography, number one, Billy Martin, who used to be the manager of the New York Yankees, he was the manager, and then he got fired, and then he came back, and then he was fired, and then he came back. I think he was with the Yankees three or four times. Anyway, Billy Martin told about hunting in Texas with Mickey Mantle. You know who Mickey Mantle was? He was a home run king for a long time, first in a single season. But anyway, Mickey had a friend who would let them hunt on his ranch and when they reached the ranch uh, Mickey told Billy to wait in the car while he checked in with his friend Mantle's friend quickly gave them permission to hunt but he asked Mickey a favor he had a pet mule in the barn that was going blind and he didn't have the heart to put him out of his misery so he asked Mickey to shoot the mule for him (laughs) well when Mickey came back to the car he pretended to be angry he scowled and he slammed the door Billy asked him what was wrong, and Mickey said his friend wouldn't let them hunt. He said, I'm so mad at that guy. I'm going to go to his barn and shoot one of his mules. 
Martin protested, we can't do that. But Mickey was insistent. He said, just watch me. So he jumped out of the car with his rifle. He ran inside the barn and he shot the mule. Well, as he was leaving, though, he heard two more shots. <laughs> uh, it was then that uh, he, he saw that Martin had taken out his rifle, too. And what are you doing, Billy? He yelled. <laughs> Martin yelled back with his face red with anger. He says, we'll show that son of a gun. I just killed two of his cows. <laughs> anger can be dangerously contagious. As Proverbs puts it, do not make friends with a hot-tempered man, or you may learn his ways. That's Proverbs chapter 22. D.L. Moody once said, Character is what you are in the dark. You know, you might look like you've got everything together. You're nice and mellow. You're just the right kind of person, you know? Never get mad. Well, anger is one of the least attractive emotions. Inappropriate anger is not a pretty thing. Not only is it ugly to behold, it is really lousy to experience. You know, if you're the angry person, I know. I speak as one who sometimes has a short fuse. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I've got to be honest with you. Now, I could give you reasons for my anger problems. I could tell you about my childhood. I could tell you about all kinds of factors. And you might say, well, you know, if, if, if I had those in my life, maybe I'd be mad too. Well, I'm not going to go through those things with you because really all they are is excuses. Just lame stories that are designed to take the focus off the real reason for my anger. Want to know what the real reason is? It's just me. My lack of self-control, my selfishness, my foolishness. Foolishness? Yeah. Proverbs 29.11 says, A fool gives full vent to his anger. Mm-hmm. You see, no matter what my childhood was like, was like, today I'm an adult. I'm not just a product of my environment. Certainly my environment contributed to who I am today, but... As a thinking human being, I have the capacity to make a choice. I can choose to control my anger. You want proof? Well, how about this? <laughs> I've never yelled at a customer who made me mad. And believe me, that's happened. I've had customers that they just, you know, you, they make you mad. I've never yelled at a boss. And I've never yelled at a police officer that pulled me over. But I have yelled at my kids and even occasionally and shamefully I've even yelled at the lovely Lady Leanne. Hmm. Not proud to say that. Choice. When the price is high, I choose to hold my tongue. When I think I can get away with it, Sometimes I don't. I don't hold my tongue. Now tell me, is this just me? Or am I describing anybody else here? Anybody you know? Something tells me that maybe I'm not alone in this. 
While I was studying for the show, I did a search for anger or angry in some of my Bibles. I've got some great Bible software. And I had I, I ran the search. Check this out. Most of the Bible translations I have had about 400 references to either anger or angry in them. Looks like anger is something that people have dealt with since the beginning. <laughs> well, nearly the beginning. The very first time the word appears seems to be in Genesis chapter 4. Two of Adam and Eve's sons, Cain and Abel, were involved there. And without going into the story, let me just say that Cain becomes angry with Abel. They're brothers now. And Cain kills Abel. So anger's been with us for a very, very long time. You say, Steve, dude, I thought you were a Christian, follower of Christ. You're not supposed to get mad or yell at your kids. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. You say, you're a hypocrite then. My response, right again. I can't deny that. So what now? Where do we go from here? Is it hopeless? No, not at all. Listen, first you have to understand that anger in itself is not necessarily a sin. There are lots of times in the Bible where we're told that God himself was angry. He becomes angry, we are told, at defiant or proud people. Now, I think I know why that is. You see, when God first created the earth, and then Adam and Eve, we're told that God said that it was very good. Adam and Eve shared a closeness with God and each other that was perfect. The Bible says that they walked together in the cool of the day and talked. Not just Adam and Eve, but Adam and Eve and God. They were buds. They hung together. Then something happened. Satan came along and he told Eve that she could be like God if she would just take a bite out of that fruit that God had specifically told her not to eat. Satan said she could be like God. What's that sound like? (laughs) Sounds like pride. You know what? She ate it. She ate that fruit. What's that? Yeah, that's defiance. God hates, oh, I'll back up a little bit here too and say, after she did that, what did Eve do? She went to Adam and she said, hey, come here, sweetie, let me show you something. So he ate of the fruit. God hates pride and defiance because that's what brought destruction to God's perfect creation. So that really clearly justified God's anger. Messed everything up. And there are other places in the New Testament where we're told that Jesus became angry. Yeah, Jesus. Listen, in Mark chapter 3, I'm going to read a little section here for you. It says, Then he went back in the meeting place where he found a man with a crippled hand, he meaning Jesus. The Pharisees, and the Pharisees were like the religious um, leaders, okay? 
The Pharisees had their eyes on Jesus to see if he would heal them or heal the the crippled hand, hoping to catch him in a Sabbath infraction, hoping hoping to catch Jesus in doing something that he shouldn't be doing on the Sabbath, which is work. Jesus said to the man with a crippled hand, Stand here where we can see you. And then he spoke to the people. And he said, What kind of action suits the Sabbath best? Doing good or doing evil? Helping people or leaving them helpless? No one said a word. He looked them in the eye, one after the other, angry now, furious at their hard-nosed religion. He looked at the Pharisees, and he got mad because they were so legalistic about the Sabbath. You know what he did? Jesus said to the man, hold out your hand. And the man held it out, and it was as good as new. The Pharisees got out as fast as they could, sputtering about how they would join forces with Herod's followers and ruin Jesus. It's really easy to see why Jesus became angry there, right? He wanted to heal the man, but he knew that when the Pharisees saw him heal that guy, that they'd be mad. All right, so anger is not the problem, all right? God the Father gets angry. Jesus gets angry. So anger is not the problem. How we deal with it is. Jesus' example here is is perfect. He could have yelled at the Pharisees and called them hard-hearted hypocrites. He could have cried, you know better than that or some such thing. He could have made a real emotional scene. Now, would would that have been constructive or destructive? Well, of course, would have been destructive. What did Jesus do? He healed the man. Where there was pain and disfigurement, Jesus brought healing and wholeness. Jesus chose the constructive path. Now, there are lots of other examples I could bring you. There are lots of times when his disciples did really boneheaded things or made statements where Jesus could have said something like, Sheesh, how many times have I told you? Come on now, get a clue. Ever find yourself saying that to your kids, if you've got kids? Oh, man, there have been so many times I've said, How many times have I told you? You know, you get mad. Well, instead, Jesus is the picture of patience. And he says, Hey, come on, you know, I've told you guys before, but let me tell you again. And then he just goes about and explains. Listen, Jesus is my example. I need to model him. But on my own efforts, I am doomed to failure. See, the thing is, I need to be more completely plugged into him. In the New Testament book of John, chapter 15, Jesus says, Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, But only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine, Jesus continues. You are the branches. 
When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make your home, your, but if you make yourselves at home with me, and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my Father shows who He is: when you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. Wow, I just noticed that. Jesus said, this is how my father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. When you mature as my disciples. The implication there is that Jesus knows that there is a maturation process that has to take place. And that I have to stay connected to him. But when I do, the fruit will come. All right, so what have we learned here? First, <laughs> we've learned that I am still not the person I want to be. I have anger issues. Second, we learned that uncontrolled anger has been an issue with mankind for a very, very, very long time. Goes all the way back to the first pair of brothers. <laughs> Big surprise <laughs> if you grew up with brothers or if you are raising siblings. Oh, man, I, t- I could tell you the times that Stephen and Timothy get after each other. Third thing we learned, only a fool does not control his anger. Fourth, we learned that God gets angry. Fifth, if I stay in contact with Jesus, he will bring maturity into my life that will cause me to bear good fruit. All right, listen, if there's good fruit, then there must be bad fruit. All right, well, that's true, there is. Listen to this in the New Testament book of Galatians. It says, It's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. That's that, that, that pride and defiance. Here we go. Here, here's a list. Listen to this list. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex. A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. Trinket gods. Magic show religion. Paranoid loneliness. Cutthroat competition. All-consuming yet never satisfied wants. A brutal temper. Uh Uh-oh, there's that one. An impotence to love or to be loved. Divided homes and divided lives. Wow, does that sound like today? Small-minded and lopsided pursuits. The vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival. Wow. Uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions. Ugly parodies of community. The writer says, I could go on. This isn't the first time I've warned you, you know. If you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. He continues, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Here we go with with the fruit parallel again. 
All right, listen to what the list is here. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to, to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Enter our energies wisely. These good characteristics are referred to as fruit. Listen, now this is me talking. As a tree matures, it produces fruit, right? Check this. It makes no effort to produce. It just does. Okay? As I continue to stay connected to the vine, as Jesus puts it, I will mature and I will produce. My anger problem will diminish. And as I choose to stay connected to Jesus, the fruit of self-control will flourish. So, as I take heart in that, you can take heart about the things that trouble you. Is it anger? Or is it something else? On that long list of things that that the writer there, it was Paul actually, those bad things, did you hear yourself in there and anywhere in that bad list? Is one of those controlling you? You want to mature beyond that? Are you connected to the vine? Jesus said, I am the vine. Becoming a part of the vine is a decision that each person needs to make. You can do that now if you haven't yet. It's not too late to begin the growth process.
Jamin Dunn with Forgive Them. It sort of tells a story of why it's not hopeless. Yeah, I mess up. I mess up bad sometimes. But because of what Jesus did, I can be forgiven. I need only ask. Listen, it's the same thing for you, my friend. All you got to do is ask. Just ask. Connect yourself to the vine. And forgiveness will be there. And maturity will be making its way into your life. Go. 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 Daddy. Hi. GoDaddy's the source for domain names, you know. Web hosting and some fantastic tools for maximizing your internet presence, me bucko. Steve Webb has been a customer of GoDaddy for years, he has. And he's not made them walk the plank yet. And here be some good advice to ye. Use one of the Lifespring discount codes when you buy from GoDaddy. For instance, when you buy more than 30 doubloons, uh, dollars, for GoDaddy services, enter code LS2 and save $5. For all the codes, sail on by their show notes website at lifespringpodcast.com. Steve will be thanking ye for the support. Think advertising sucks? So do we. Think you can make it better? Podshow and Earthlink are about to give you that chance. Take the Make Advertising Better Challenge. Create a great spot, jingle, or endorsement for Earthlink, and you can make big bucks having your ad played on the Podshow Network. So take the challenge. Go to adchallenge.podshow.com, or you can find the link on the website of this podcast. Make advertising better now. 
Sounds like your computer just got broken into by hackers. What you need is Earthlink Protection Control Center. With free antivirus and firewall protection, Earthlink Protection Control Center helps keep you safer online. Earthlink, our protection revolves around you. (laughs) I got some questions for you. What was the greatest thing before sliced bread? (laughs) Hey, what if there were no hypothetical questions? One nice thing about egotists, they don't talk about other people. And lastly, (laughs) if the world were a logical place, men would ride horses side saddle. (laughs) There you go. Show notes are at lifespringpodcast.com. Go check them out. Don't forget the form. Go on over there and start a conversation. I've got a couple of polls going over there, too. Make your opinion known. LifespringPodcast.com Of course, as always, you can write to me at steve.lifespring at gmail.com or call me at 206-350-CALL. Leave a voicemail. Music today was Ann Davis, Jamin Dunn, and John Clarkson was the background guitar music. Really good guitar player. Check all the music links and the scripture references at lifespringpodcast.com. Hey, remember that Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, or your station in life. Jesus said... Who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life on this very day. I'm Steve Webb. I'm your host. And I'll see you next time. God bless you. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight.